Hey, welcome back. Um, I know I'm going to address the elephant in the room is that we didn't have an episode last week. We meaning I didn't record an episode last week just because I uh, it didn't work out. So we are going to get rolling again this week. This week we have Alec. Okay, he here. Hello. Hello. Um, and we're just going to be talking about our Yusafa experience for those people back at home who are just so curious and keep asking me questions that I continually answer all the time. But here we are. We're going to answer them all in one. So, Alec. Yes. How did we meet? We don't I mean, know. We don't. Yeah, we don't know. But like, what do you think happened? Um. Well, it was freshman year, and fall semester. So our first semester at Yusafa. And we were in English 110. 110, yeah. 110. And uh, we sat at completely different tables and we faced completely different directions. <laughs> and in my opinion, I think that we, like, we had met a couple times outside of it, I think. Like, I had been introduced to you before through mutual friends. It's like, I don't know who that is, though. I remember we were at A Hall and it was, I think it was Zach divers and oh, yeah. <laughs> um i think tim was there and i don't know i just remember i remember meeting you and i remember zach introducing me to you that's the first time i like knew who you were like i'd seen you around but that's the first time i knew like your name and everything and then that so was just that random bozo yeah. in your english class yeah and then i think we just like had some close acquaintances and then I think we had done a couple times in English class where we had, like, switched around tables and, like, had talked in those occasions, too. And then I remember someone telling me, I think it was Ellie. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think it was Ellie who uh, had told me that, like, someone in 28, like, thought I was cute. And I was like, who in 28? Because I didn't, I didn't really know that you were in 28. Like, I, I, I probably knew, but I don't remember. But she, and I had no idea who she was talking about. And then she was like, yeah, she's in your English class. And I, oh, like, I still had to deduce who it was. But she never told me, like, your name. So I had to, like, deduce it. And then I kind of figured it out. <laughs> so then I was just exposed. like, I think like, we just talked more and more. And then we saw each other. I think you came over to our table in the library because you knew some people in 26. So yeah, so for table. everybody at home, so we both were in different squadrons than we are now, freshman and sophomore year. Alec was in 26, and I was in 28. It was oh. two apart, but, like, we lived pretty close to each other. Like, 26 was on the 6th floor, and 28 was on the 5th floor. So we were kind of in proximity, but, like, I guess never really met. But we have an, we were close enough to where we had mutual friends within each, each squadron. I think it was... He was getting at, like, I saw, I had some friends in 26 that I wanted to go say hi, and then, you know, I like you were just there. Just there. <laughs> you were mm-hmm. just there, and I was like, I'm going to go say hi to my friends, and, like, maybe, maybe this guy will notice me, too. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah, so, like, that's, I mean, I think that's the closest we've ever gone to kind of figuring out how we met here, because, like you said, mm-hmm. we sat on opposite sides of the of our classroom and it's like how did we even end up starting starting to like talk at all and then i knew my was a calculus god so then i suck it set out <laughs> homework help and she helped me don't 
I wasn't even a calculus god. I you did a lot better in the class than I did. That doesn't mean anything. No, you're just a catalyst to my success. No. <laughs> yeah, dude. If I didn't, if you hadn't helped me out, I would have been lost in that class. Nonetheless. I don't think so. Nonetheless. Whatever. Whatever. So, how has your experience been at Usafa so far? How has my experience been? From Fortig year to now. Okay, we can start at Fortig yeah, year. We could talk about like this year because this year's been kind of crazy on its own with COVID and stuff. Yeah, you want me to talk about freshman year? Yeah, like how was how was our experience here? I guess okay. Let's just our first like half when we were still in twenty six and twenty eight. How was your experience? So twenty six. So whenever we got out of basic training in the summer before freshman year. Um, I didn't really know. I still didn't know that much about... Also, okay, before you keep going, <laughs> I just remember this. I was looking through... My dad my my mom looked through WebGuy, like, religiously during basic for pictures mm -hmm. of us. And they would always send me pictures, or they would send me pictures after the fact of, like, anything during basic that they saw with me in it. Mm -hmm. And one of the pictures, you were in there, too. Really? Yeah. Oh. That was kind of crazy. No, we were at the obstacle course. Oh, yeah. Like, you were still, like, bald. Yeah. You were bald and stuff, and we were just doing... I think we were doing arm circles, because our arms were just, like, out, like, scarecrows. And yeah. there was just, like, a picture of you and I just standing next to each other at the monkey bars at really? the O-Course. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think that was... That's, like, the first picture, like, ever. Yeah. That we were, I guess... So anybody doesn't one. know who what WebGuy is, it's a photography... It's, like, the media service at the Academy, so they, like, take pictures at all our big events and videos and stuff, so they... Or, like, the media that's, or like, some of the only media that's allowed to, like, film during basic training. I think they have some kind of, like, contract or something with yeah. Usafa. So they take pictures and videos during our parades and big events. And then they put it on this one website where you have, like, a subscription service. And a lot of parents get it. So you get pictures during all of our big events when we're not allowed to have our cameras, of course. So Yeah, I thought it was crazy. It was like <laughs> kind of a blast to the past. Like, there was basic you and then there was basic me doing our best yeah <laughs> doing our best and we both just kind of looked kind of off i thought it was funny i saw that anyways good times what was your in a nutshell experience um, first years here so when i got a when we got out of basic training i still didn't know a lot about usafa or freshman year so i thought we were i thought after basic we were in the clear you know i thought <laughs> i thought we were uh you know just free people you know we just did normal cadet we would do normal cadet things and just live our lives but soon to, soon I found out that that was not the case and that freshman year is completely different here and that you have a very strict set of ROEs and a very strict training regiment that the other cadets don't or that at least the upperclassmen don't remember when we had to carry our backpacks yes. in our left hands yeah so like we started off doing that yeah yeah and we so we started off doing a lot of stuff that I didn't expect so I was kind of overwhelmed at first not even with school like I thought you know, freshman year, I thought school was not that bad. Um, but it was just, it was for me, it was the hardest part was the, the training regiment. So just every day knowing that, like, you know, we had a very, you know, like I said, very strict set of ROEs. So we'd have to run the, run on certain parts of to go to class. And we'd have to run with our backpacks in our left hands. That was crazy. And then, like, for, for later, part of the year, yeah. they were like, no, that's, that causes scoliosis. <laughs> we have to cancel that. Yeah, and because kids would not bring books to class because they were too heavy to carry so people wouldn't be bringing books and stuff because but by, by the time you put your computer in your backpack and like one book it's, it's so heavy that like you know running on the what we call the strips is is hard to do even with just you know it's a slight weight so 
people wouldn't be bringing their class. So they eventually decided that that was not going to be a thing anymore. So they started letting us wear our backpacks like halfway through first semester of our we freshman the, year. We were the last class that ever yeah, did that. Last class. Crazy. Um, Crazy. We didn't do a full full year though. Thank God. Um, horrible. But anyways, just knowing for me it was it was the the day to day just knowing after school that we'd have like a training session. So from oh, like yeah. three forty five to like five thirty, we would have like almost probably three to four times a week we'd have a physical training session. So we essentially just you know go out into the hallway, stand at attention in the hallway, and then wait for our upperclassmen to come, and then we would just do various exercises in the hallway to for physical training and we'd go outside go on runs and do all kinds of different exercises and it's probably like you know the hardest you know if you think about the hardest workouts you've done in your life that's like it was like every other day so yeah. it's like very physically intensive and made us in the best shape that we probably ever will be in, in best our entire physical life shape but i feel like i was also in the best like mental shape yeah like that kind of stuff is like makes you gritty yeah it it makes does. you so gritty and then yeah. like you like kind of I don't know about you, but, like, my squad, that's how we became so close. Mm -hmm. Like, my baby squad, we call it the squad that we start off with. We got so close because, like, we got we had a lot of people who did these training sessions. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't have, like a, like, a lot of people who, like, skipped or did that kind of stuff for other reasons. So, we got really close. Mm -hmm. um, so, if you, it, for the, the training sessions after school, you can, if you join a club or you're, if you're uh, in a, sport here like you play a, a, a collegiate sport here um or if you join a club you can like some clubs let you get out of those training sessions so some people were able to to not go to those and so but then like i'd say most of the squad uh has to go to those so you you know 345 to 530 every day you have like a training session after school and some yeah. most most days it's a physical one so you know you're going through like a very intensive physical workout where you're Pretty much pushing, I would say pushing the limits every single day. Oh, yeah. So, like you said, getting gritty is, that was a big, you know, objective of it, and it worked. Um, but then the other days where sometimes it would be, like, I don't know. Knowledge. knowledge. Like, so, stand-ups. Yeah. So, like, dress up in our service dress. And yeah. Like, we'll get, like, hounded with just random questions. Not even, like, like our K-test questions. They would ask us just, like, I don't know. Yeah random questions just to like hound you and yeah. stuff like that and for us i don't know i was really stressed out like i remember uh standing in the hall like when you wait to get called into a room for a stand-up there's just one guy i will not mention his name because mm. he will be embarrassed but he would just stand across from me and he would just get so sweaty <laughs> <laughs> and it would like it's just like kind of a high stakes kind of thing not really yeah. but like we thought it was like a high stakes kind of things and yeah. stuff like that do you remember how we would wake up at 6.30 every morning to do minutes? Oh, yeah. Or, I don't know if he did it every day, but we yeah, did it we every, did every day. day. Every single day. Monday through Friday, wake up. And we had to be out in the hall at 6.30 to start yelling minutes. What, about, are, what are minutes? Explain uh, it to the crowd. Oh, minutes. It's like how many minutes until the morning formation when we used to have morning, morning accountability formation, math. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lost concept now, yeah. but like, we'd be like, there are twenty minutes left until the morning formation. We'd scream it because everybody had to be out there, so that's like what woke people up. Mm -hmm. And then that's like we all stand there, and then like we would recite what is it? What are the checkpoints? Mm -hmm. We'd recite checkpoints. We had to memorize. It's like a script that you have to memorize. In that, it's like the checkpoints for today, like yeah, just for like April twenty twenty one or. 
are as follows. Like, the morning meal is this, the yeah. noon meal is this, the evening meal is this, the senior officer of the day is this, the officer of the day is this, uh, mm-hmm. UOD is this. You would, like, scream that, and, like, you memorize, and if you don't, you, like, get in trouble or something like that. Yep. Those were the good times. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, to sum it up, freshman year is a lot of rules and training and stuff that goes beyond school, so... You know, for people, some people struggle with both the school part and the training part. For for me, I think it was more so the training. So it was just every single day, whenever I didn't have a period, I'd just be sitting in the library and with our friends. And we'd either spend that time, like, studying our knowledge or we would, you know, just talk about the training sessions. And it would it, it was just a constant fear every single day, a constant anticipation of what you would have oh, to yeah. do after school. So it was just like, it was honestly just like living in constant anxiety. But with, like, for with that though there's like that gives you an opportunity to really like bond with your classmates that are in your squad because you guys are all going through the same thing so like freshman year is really just like a whole team and you guys are all it's like 20 some people and they're all just we're all just working together just to get through it um and that's kind of like the the good parts of it is like just the the people aspect of bonding with like 20 other people who are going through the same crap that you are and like (laughs) struggling with the same experiences and stuff and and just going through it together. So you get really close with the people around you and the people that you're going with it through. Um, and then sophomore year is kind of a transition to where you no longer have those things. So then you really, the people in squad or like your class and the squadron really start to figure out, you know, who kind of gets along with each other and, and stuff like that. So yeah. it's more so the time, sophomore year becomes a time where people kind of find their their group and squad. So you kind of find the people that you get along with and outside of the training environment because training environment you just kind of all just bond together because you have to or else you're gonna you're also like a different person yeah. when you're under that sort of pressure so like at yeah. this point when we don't have to do that much training anymore it's like you kind of see who people yeah. really are you really learn about who yeah and that's that's why i say you find like your group because you find out who who people are what people are really like outside of like a training environment so then kind of like what they are like on like casually and when they're not you know, in uniform and everything. And so that's when people kind of find their groups and everything. And I know for at least my squadron, that was when people really started not split apart because we still all got along, but, you know, people started to get much more into cliques and groups and and stuff. And people started to really find out who they wanted to hang out with. Yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. I mean, I don't think my squad was like like yours. But like, we were just like, I don't know. We we wouldn't hang out nearly as much just because like, we had to do our own thing now. We don't have to go back and yeah. train every afternoon. Yeah, so you didn't spend as much time with your... You, sophomore year is the kind of time where you didn't see as your classmates nearly as often, especially the people who, you know, had other commitments to either clubs or other sports and stuff. You really start to see them less and less because yeah. they would be so much more committed to that and had a lot less requirements in squad, so they'd be not as present. And, and it's different per squad of how, like, friend groups, you know, form and everything, but... Um, Beyond that, it was just, you know, you got, you were out of the rules and you're kind of just taking a break from the, the training at that point because you had gone through it for a year as fr- a freshman. And then, you know, it's really just about every single weekend. It's the it's the quest to get a to get a car. And that's the quest that's, to get a that's car. That's what for me, that's what oh sophomore year gosh. was defined by was was every single weekend. You know, only only juniors and seniors are allowed to have cars here. So, so sophomores is like the year because freshman year, you, you still have your. You like every you don't really get to go off as much because you know you have to wear service dress when you when you leave base so there's not as 
as much of an incentive to go off because you have to, you know, get dressed up in a uniform and everybody knows who you are when you leave base. So yeah, it's not even like as sought out to go off base as a freshman or at least an unrecognized freshman. Um, so sophomore year, but you can wear you can wear civilian clothes and everything. So every single weekend, you just it's always trying to find a car to borrow that to was, get off. And it that was, was probably like the pinnacle. It's like, um, whose car can we? can we borrow and like how many people can we jam in a car so yeah. we can all go off at once or something like exactly. that. Exactly. That was, that was, and like we went off under like austere conditions. Yeah, we like, would go off. We were so desperate to be, to go off base. Like there's that one time, remember we took like out one of your upperclassmen's cars mm-hmm. and it was a blizzard was outside blizzarding. and it was, it was a stick. Yep. It was a stick car. Hit manual transmission. Man, yeah. yeah. It was, it was <laughs> But then we're just like, we need to go off base, we need to get food. Yeah. <laughs> I was so desperate, and then we just like... Now, if I see that there's a blizzard outside, I'll be like, nah. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to drive Nobody's out in that. Driving. But then we were so desperate, we still yeah. went off, and we could pile like six people yeah. in this tiny little car. Yeah. And it's definitely... And it's also the year where you kind of find out what you're... It's kind of where you transition to where you have like someone that you're in charge of. Instead of freshman year, you're, you're kind of the bottom of the the totem pole and you're just kind of doing what everybody says and just following orders and rules and stuff. And then sophomore, you have a little bit more opportunity to kind of like, you know, you have one freshman that you kind of take care of as their supervisor and you kind of, you really see a different, you see a different side of people in that sense too, because you see how people interact with the freshmen. So you see how your other, your classmates as sophomores, how they interact with the freshmen or someone that's, that's, you know, subordinate to them. Yeah, some people power trip. Yeah, some people power trip, and some people are just, you know, some people don't give a crap, so they just kind of seclude themselves to their rooms, and then some people are, you know, try to, you know, learn what their leadership style is like. Yeah. And I think that's, it's a definitely a, sophomore year is like the eye-opening of yeah. the people around you and stuff. What kind of person were you? Were you a power tripper? I don't think I was a power tripper. I think I wanted to, I wanted to definitely, I definitely had that, that idea of, like, I wanted to, freshmen to experience the same things I did yeah and I got upset I definitely got upset when you know either our training officer which is the person who like runs the freshman training it's, it's usually a senior in the squadron who runs the freshman training um I got upset whenever they didn't like you know implement the same training plan for the new four degrees or the new freshmen um that we you know to, to kind of foster the same experience that we had um, so it made me upset when like they didn't have, they weren't as strict with them or, you know, they wouldn't hold them to the same standards and stuff. Yeah. And I think that was kind of a learning experience for me. Cause it was just to see like, it doesn't have to be about, you know, they have to go through what I have to go through, but it's about creating a unique experience for them and something that's valuable for them. And it doesn't always have to be the same thing that you went through, but that's kind of the transition that I had. I don't think it was a power trip, but I think it was more <laughs> so like I tried to be involved, but I also got like kind of, uh, a little too into it. I mean, I feel like that's the experience for yeah. for everybody for the first time when they're like responsible for someone. Some power trips last longer yeah. than others, though. So very true. Whoa. Okay. So we transition now into our latter half of our cadet experience, which is where we are now. Mm-hmm. After your your three day year, your sophomore year, you get like shuffled into different squadrons. Um. So after. Being in Alec being in twenty six for two years and I was in twenty eight for two years. Alec is now in nineteen and I'm in twenty. 
what are the <laughs> what are the odds of that yeah, happening? Yeah. But, uh, we live closer, not physically right now because like I live in group, but like our squad proximities are really across the corner from each other. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that one of us was going to be in Sai John, the other one's going to be in Vandy, and that that long distance wasn't I wasn't ready for. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that, and I didn't want to walk mm-hmm. across the Tizo. I, that was crazy that I like ran up to your room after I find, found out that I was transitioning to 20. I was like, I'm going to 20. Mm-hmm. Like the next day, um, you were like, I'm going to 19. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty crazy odds. I know. That was really wild. Well, we, we started, for anybody who doesn't know, we started dating spring semester. Oh, we started, yeah. we saying that hung out a lot between, we hung out, we hung out a little bit in, the, f- the fall semester, and then we kind of didn't talk for like a month or two, and then ghosted me. Mm, okay, <laughs> calm down. Um, but then we started talking again in like February of the spring semester of freshman year, and then we started dating in like April. Um, so yeah, that's how we were dating all of sophomore year. Yeah, and then like when we found out we were transitioning, we were like together, obviously. So then mm-hmm. like. We're so close. It's gonna be so awesome. We're gonna, you're gonna live at the edge of your squad. I'm gonna live at the edge of my squad. And, and we can live. It ended up happening. Like he lived at the extreme end on his squad. I lived kind of like at the end of mine, and we were so close. And we we're just like. I counted the steps from my room to her room, and it was 69 steps. Nice. To nice. Her, from her room to my room. It's kind of sick. Because it was it was literally just around the corner. So close, but then now it's kind of. It's kind of farther. Kind now, of far because. I'm doing big, great things mm-hmm. down there. No, I don't, but, like, I live on the third floor now because... You gotta break down what the wing group and squadron... Uh, do we really have to? I don't know. Oh. If you say group, you don't know what that means. Okay, well, there's three echelons if you are, like, absolutely clueless to what we're talking to. Squadron level, what we've been talking about so far. Group oversees ten squadrons. There's 40 squadrons in the wing. There are four groups in the wing, so I am in group staff now. And there's also wing staff that looks over the groups, therefore looking over the wings. So, Alec over here is in squadron because he's the esteemed CS19 squadron commander. Yay. Yay, <laughs> doing big things. And then I'm just down doing group things, doing a group job. Yeah. Yeah. So, Carry Mr. On. Squadcom. Carry on. Yeah, yeah, yes. Mr. Squadcom. What would you say your day-to-day life looks like now as, like, an upperclassman in your squad doing the things that you would do? Day-to-day. So I think, well, day-to-day now would be different. And I think your day-to-day from semester to semester is always different. So it always depends on, like, what your, I don't know, what kind of responsibilities you have. And and there's all kind of different factors that go into it. But um, right now... I'd say a lot of it depends on the classes that you have. Depend determines a lot of your. Literally, day-to-day. what's your like? What is your day to day? Right now. Right now. Right now. If you like, so, if I say, "What's your day going to be like tomorrow?" What could what would you tell me? Like, what so, would it look like? You know, I would say that most of my day to day. So I would wake up around probably like six thirty, because each day, you know, M um, and T days, which is our differing school days, I have a first period which starts at seven fifteen. So. I have to leave my room by about 7 to get to class on time or 7 7:05 to get to class on time. So I wake about wake up about 6:30 um the normal morning routine, you know, just get ready, get dressed. And then I usually have a first period and then I don't I have a online second period or on one day and then 
uh, no second period on the, another day. So I just come back to my room. That's usually the time I make coffee. Yeah. So I make uh, usually a cappuccino and then I'll hang out for a little bit. And then I'll usually, that's the point where I clean my room. So I usually get my room ready for, you know, our ins daily inspection or once a week inspection, but you never know what day it's going to be. So I usually get my room ready um, for that. So I'll clean up and, and get my all my stuff together and make sure everything's in its place. And then uh, third and fourth, I usually, I'll usually work on some school. If I, some days I have class, uh, three and four, I have a capstone for my major. So what's your major? My major is cyber science. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, so I usually have, I'll have a capstone uh, third and fourth period um, one day and then the other day I don't have a third and fourth period. So it just depends on the day. Um, so even day to day, my day, my daily routine is different depending on the classes I have. Um, but usually three and three, third and fourth period are usually usually school time. I usually try to knock out some some assignments I have and stuff like that. And then we go to lunch around eleven to twelve, depending some on some days we have noon meal formation. Yes, some days we have noon meal. We march to lunch. Yes, so we, we march to lunch. Line up with our squad and then we march to lunch. Um, Alec over here commands his squadron to march. Indeed. So we do that, we go to lunch. It depends on the day because with COVID and everything, we have two different lunch periods now instead of one where all the whole, all 4,000 cadets go into Mitchell Hall. They have to reduce the capacity. So we have two groups going at one time. So there's two different lunch periods with about 2,000 cadets at a time going to lunch instead of 4,000. So it that switches day to day. And then uh, after school, most days I don't usually both even both days both school days I I don't have too many afternoon classes so that time is usually from 12 to about four or four to five 12 to five I'd say is usually the time where I do stuff for my squadron job so I usually have to do a lot of paperwork and sign a lot of stuff and write a lot of a lot of you know memorandums and a lot of Randoms. random military stuff that I have to do during that period and coordinate with our officer and squad who's in charge of us and figure out just different different squadron stuff and then sometimes I'll be able to fit in a workout during that time that's usually when I try to go down to the gym so um yeah that time is usually squadron time where I do military stuff and you have a lot of meetings and stuff like that and then around once five o'clock hits then that's when I start figuring out what I'm going to do to dinner either we cook or something or we whip up a quick meal or we or I'll decide to go to Mitchell Hall for our, our cafeteria for dinner. That's usually the point where I do that. So that's you know, five to seven is usually the point where I'm eating dinner or, or doing something like of that matter. And then seven to probably 11 Bedtime. is usually more, more getting homework done. And then finishing. More recently, it's been war zone time though. Hey, hey, hey. That's <laughs> Yeah, seven to so I'd say seven to eleven is usually a time where I, usually from like seven to nine I'll finish up assignments and then sometimes I have meetings at night, like seven fifteen, um, I have meetings sometimes so I'll do that. It's usually like three or four times a week honestly I have a meeting at that time and then I'll finish up like I said I'll finish up some assignments and then usually from like nine to eleven if I have if I have more time left I'll play Warzone, oh, Call yeah. of Duty with some friends and then we'll go to I go to bed like around eleven thirty, but. Yeah, it changes day to day. I can, there's not really any. That's pretty general. That's a good general rundown, yeah. though. I feel like listening to that 
like obviously like your squad comm and stuff like that and a lot of people kind of glamorize the job oh my god he's a squadron commander the big guy in charge of the squad but it's like it's not that glamorous a job mm-hmm. when you yeah. think about it though Mm-mm. i feel like people think about that with my job too it's like it's like oh my god you got clout and no oh. mm. i was like okay maybe a little bit but when it comes down to it the job is just kind of like monotonous yeah. and just tedious you're in and out it's of a lot of it's a lot of you know just yeah it's a monotonous work of just the routine paperwork and yeah. and stuff like that just organizational stuff that anybody any like i guess commander yeah would have to do just stuff that's not actually like what you would think about leading or making big decisions it's just monotonous meetings I mean, you still make and, some like yeah yeah i mean in those stuff. meetings and stuff you make a lot of decisions and stuff but it's a lot of like just you know meetings and paperwork and, and stuff meetings that meetings and paperwork you are don't such like, a big yeah big you, thing that i just like didn't even expect yeah. stuff to you, be at this i don't know yeah stuff that you don't really wouldn't really want to do but i mean i spend more time i definitely spend more time i'm really grateful that i have the schedule that i have this because this is my, definitely my easiest schedule of my entire cadet career here so i spend probably one and a half to two times as much time on my job and squad doing stuff like that and stuff for that than i do on school i, I spend minimal time on school could but one i don't i don't really care about school at this <laughs> point because our grades don't matter anymore because we already you know as long as i graduate that's the because i already have my yeah, like our future's already set for us so at this point any school that we do wouldn't really our performance in school essentially doesn't matter at all at this point for yeah. most for, i'd say for 99 percent of the the seniors here it doesn't matter anymore so yeah. it's really just about passing the classes at this point <laughs> yeah so I, I i spend way much more way more time doing squad stuff than i do doing school, my, you know I my think, military job than i do doing academic stuff that's cool though because like you can like you won't be that squad com that's exactly just, like, ghosts and you're actually like getting involved which i think it's yeah it's a good thing and that's where we're transitioning. I mean, in the, um, less than two months, we'll be in a in a place where we're not. Well, for most, we'll be most people will be in a place where they're. You know, now you're not doing academics anymore. You're only doing you're the only job. doing school. You're, I mean, sorry, you're only doing military. Your military job, and so that's what, you know. Obviously, that's my focus now because that's going to be my focus in just a short amount of time. Yeah. Besides, I mean, going to grad school, but. Oh yeah, he's going to grad school. Everybody. Yeah. He's getting his master's. Ooh. I just, you know, I got lucky. Yeah, I wouldn't even call that luck, though. <laughs> you work really hard to get to where you're at. Yeah, well, for anybody who who doesn't, well, obviously, most people won't know what don't this know, is. But, but... Um, so, it, for a lot of the the pilot selects, um, which I oh, am. Yeah, Alex, a pilot select. Yes. Woo! So, um, for all the pilot selects, we got an opportunity for, well, not all of them, but for some of us, um, we got an opportunity to essentially go to grad school while we await our our slot to go to pilot training. So right now there's a huge backlog of pilot trainees. So and after you graduate, there's usually a 12 to 18 month timeline before you're able to actually start UPT, which is undergraduate pilot training. So it's a pretty long period of time. And in most cases, um, you know, the graduated lieutenants usually go do what they call casual at a base, so it's essentially just you you put in your sure. preferences for a base, and you you go there, and you get put in a random unit that you have no idea, you know, you don't associate it with at all. It doesn't really pertain to your job at all, and you usually just go to that unit, and you're usually just a, another helping hand. Usually, you just do tedious 
monotonous lieutenant work and just whatever they want to give you. But now... Yes, but now, um, instead of doing that, they decided the... Send them to yes, the, it. Yes, the faculty here was able to work something up with our Air Force Institute of Technology, which is the Air Force's master's school. Graduate Graduate school. school and they were able to work something up to send 100 of the pilot trainees um, to, to get their master's instead of doing a random casual job. So instead of doing casual, I'll be doing a master's degree in yeah. cyber systems there um, with along with another like 60 or 70 uh, pilot trainees. Um, so we get to do that and go to school and do a master's program instead of doing master's and it's completely paid for and we get paid as an officer so it's kind of a good gig kind of a good gig on the other hand i'll just go to tech school for what for 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 what for what job oh oh yeah for like being an intel officer i guess because she's intelligent no 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 well i guess we'll see how that goes i'm hoping to go get my master's at some point i don't know in what though my gpa is not that great so i don't know if i'll ever get the chance but you will oh i hope so but i don't know what though i kind of i don't know i don't know we'll see so we've had a great a lot of opportunities and stuff here would you agree for you sure say? for sure so but then there's like kind of a lot of kind of annoying mm -hmm. little hardships that we've kind of experienced throughout the way and i guess in a nutshell for those people who are like curious about this place or whatnot, what would you kind of encapsulate your experience as? Mm. I'd say it's a uh, it's a very I'd say it's a it's a twenty four seven grind of like um, it's hard, especially here, to get you know any kind of like work personal balance um, because you live and you work in the same place. So I think that's that kind of characterizes. The, the main struggles overall um but you have a lot of opportunity like i said like we said you have a lot ton of opportunities here um that you would not get anywhere else and that's it's pretty special and like the people you meet are pretty special and you get to live like a couple of doors down from some pretty awesome people and you get to make a lot of friendships that are definitely going to last a lifetime so yeah you have to go through a lot of academic rigor and then a lot of military duties and and then even athletic duties to keep up with that as well. So it's it's definitely a grind on a day to day basis, and you're gonna you have to deal with a lot of you know little incon a lot of inconveniences that when you especially when you start getting to your senior year they start piling up and they kind of like wow I'm twenty twenty one twenty two years old and I'm still dealing with this you know menial really yeah thing. really menial almost childish things that we have to deal with, but at the end of the day. You get a lot of opportunities from this place, and then not even to mention that after you, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you can do. You're set up for for exactly. life if you choose to go down that path. Yeah, for sure. Like you we're set up so, like yeah, things are annoying here, mm -hmm. and like maybe like sometimes you go out there and you're kind of clueless on how to be an adult. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I don't know, just you're set up in, in a lot of really good ways we don't even have to like think about what job we're gonna get mm. you know like what to apply we need to apply for a job because literally they just told us yeah. what we get to do and and i'd say it's a huge this this period of being here for a, for a lot of people some are an exception but for a lot of people it's a 
it's a huge time of like personal growth that I don't think many college students get. You get a lot of opportunity to learn about yourself and you do have to take a lot of responsibility for yourself and stuff despite, you know, not having as, as a normal of an adult life as some college students have. You still have to make, you know, the, the things that you go through here really teach you a lot about yourself. And I'd say... I don't say that, like, people here mature, oh, yeah. like, a lot quicker, I feel, than our... Yeah. Some people are still immature, yeah, right? for but, sure. like, but, like, I, I don't know, as a whole... We yeah, were, like you, we've kind of been forced to mature yeah. through different like different things here a lot more than our our peers at I don't yeah. know Yahoo State University. <laughs> you definitely got to learn really quick how to interact with people and 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 learn a lot about yourself. And I'd say that's I I would say that characterizes my experience pretty well. Is a lot of I'd say personal growth and maturity. Looking back at how I was as a person senior year in high school and how I am as a senior in college, it's just it's such a stark contrast so um i think that's a very beneficial outcome of this place being here you know yeah yeah. are you excited for your future i am very excited for my future what do you hope to fly i'm hoping to fly a uh a plane a plane yeah (laughs) an aircraft uh yeah i don't i'm not (laughs) i'm not really set on it i mean that kind of characterizes i'm not really set on anything right now but hopefully a bigger plane not a jet or a fighter as long as, as long as glamorous as that sounds. I like big planes, though. Yeah, as glamorous pilot and pilot, you, the things you learn here about that kind of lifestyle that they, that the fighter pilots have, you, I don't know, for me, it kind of detracts me away from, from pursuing that route. So I'd rather do a more relaxed kind of flying heavy cargo. Big and slow. Big and slow, yeah. <laughs> the, and I think that's an easier transition. It's an easier transition to go from big and slow cargo planes to a big and slow passenger aircraft once you get out of yeah. the Air Force. So, and that's kind of the path that I'm looking at right now. So and also big, slow planes. Those are good bases. Good bases. Good bases on the coast. You get a like, crew instead of just be by yourself for yeah. hours. You get a bathroom in your plane. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay, it depends Depending on the plane. plane <laughs> B-52 doesn't have a bathroom. Yeah. Well, at least, <laughs> a li- at least you get a little tube that you get to pee in. You know, fighter pilots <laughs> get to pee in a little bladder. Um, but yeah, so that's my... I, I I'm going for it for travel and and experience rather than clout. Know, yeah, the clout or trying to rip apart some terrorists or something. I don't know. <laughs> no, thank you for being on the podcast today. It's my pleasure. Yeah, it's a uh, kind of been a good insight. I'm sure people are very curious to know what somebody else's experience is like here, though it's like kind of similar to mine. What I've talked about, anyways. Stay tuned for maybe next time, or not next time, but for a future episode, Alec might come back. We can talk about other things, too, like not cadet things. Mm. We just decided to start with cadets because people are curious, I guess. So, yeah, thanks for being here. Anytime. Namaste. Namaste.